<laughs> it might sure appear to be like it's going backward, but it's not so really going backward. I'm looking at I'm looking at my chart and I have Guillaume's chart as well. So Guillaume, this looks like it's happening for you in your first and second house, maybe. Right, okay. So if we're looking at Sag yeah, it looks like you're getting a lot of this in your first house. So when she starts talking about what houses this is happening in, you'll want to pay attention to that, and I'll want to pay attention to. I think okay. for me, tenth and it's the tenth house that I want to be. Young, you have an, a Sagittarius rising. Scorpio rising. Scorpio, but there's still Sag in that first house. That's yes, yes. yeah, being contacted. Yeah. Wow, that's um. That's a real challenge to plunge into your feelings without um, without a parachute and be t totally um, convinced and faithful that you'll emerge as an eagle or a phoenix. Mm. I like the leap of faith that would call one to. In fact, Guillaume, on your chart, that almost looks like it might be opposing your natal. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, your your natal Mars. I'll have to ask him about that when we start looking at charts. Okay, all right. Yum, you know how um, oppositions can be like conjunctions when they're worked through as we grow and learn? Okay, all right. Um, That's what came to mind for you, that you've all right. changed okay. it into a conjunction. Okay, all right. Hmm. Oh, I see Annette's joined us. Hey, Annette. Annette, we were just talking. We were just suggesting that everyone get their personal charts ready if they wanted to have Kim take a look at them on the call by sharing a link in chat room. So we're doing we're using astro.com because our charts at GBA we don't want to mess around with that. So cool. Just a heads up to Annette. If Kim has lost her power and isn't able to make it back, <laughs> then uh... there's okay. more to talk about. Like your Capricorn rising, Jeanette. Yeah. And um, there's some planets moving toward that. It won't be for a while, but Pluto's on oh. its way. You're right. Yep, Pluto's on his way. So my question uh, was, what could that be a, a transformation period for you? It sounds like it to me, knowing what I know about Pluto, it's going to be one way or another, right? <laughs> like a, <laughs> it's good it's a slow mover, so I could maybe do some prep work before it really starts to touch that, because I have to imagine that's when a person's going to feel, no matter what. I, I don't think you'd miss that transit, smart. right? Smart. If you're prepared, and that's that's smart. Yeah, and, that, and just even being aware of whatever might be happening in life that this energy might be contributing to it so you could maybe take it in stride a little better than maybe assuming your world is ending. <laughs> I don't know that that's what... Pluto on the Ascendant, I don't know. What do you think, uh, Michael? What do you think that would, would contribute to? What would that... Well, have you, have you ever had that transit? Me, it happened to me on my nadir, which is also conjunct my Mars, which is also opposition or one conjunction. Uranus okay. at the top of the chart. And um, when it first happened, I lost everything. Oh, um, I was the charities that I used to raise money for, I was now asking for help from. Mm. And um, miraculously, over 
as Pluto kept moving back and forth, and now it's in its last, coming up to its last return before it goes on, I've, I've worked it out. Wow. Wow, like, wow, wow. You know, when you get that feeling, um, I can't figure out a positive way to look at this, so I'm going to put it on the shelf, and I'll pull it out mm-hmm. another time and see if I can come up with one. You don't let it get you down. Oh, good for you. Wow. <laughs> I get that from Jeanette. And it sounds to me like you could lead a support group for people who might be experiencing something like that, you know, to give hope and to remind people uh, what works and what not to get caught up in. That's very inspiring, that is. So Annette gave us... Ooh, we've got Annette's too. Okay, so Michael, Annette's looks like her transiting Mars. It's going to be around her 8th and ninth house. Let's see. Hmm. Um, I'm looking for her natal Mars, natal Mars in her first house in Aries. Wow, Annette. When it moves into the ninth, that'll be fantastic. Right? Ooh. Okay, so now her ninth house starts at, oh, let's see if I can make this bigger. (laughs) I've been all about making things bigger. I have not actually gotten glasses yet, but I recognize I would probably benefit from them. <laughs> well, if you're working 11, on a Mac, you know how to make your, you know, spread your screen on the. Oh, track there you go. Pad. Yeah. So 12 degrees of uh, Sagittarius is the is the cusp of her ninth house. And oh, and she's got my, Saturn up. Exactly my Mercury. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. It's a great degree. It's a degree <laughs> of opposing forces. Um, if you look in, you know, Dane Rudyard, um, you know, in his Sabian symbols, it's a symbol for the need to have opposing forces that spur each other on. Holy Hannah, how interesting. Oh, and what I know about Annette makes it just even more so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here, I'm here. I I can see that happening, too. Well, on a mundane level, it can mean traveling physically, um, going on trips, exploring, adventures. Um, but it can be mental or spiritual as well. Wherever you take it, it's your choice. And it, it, it's been all of those lately. Can Very you feel exciting. The, can you feel the force with you? I feel the force with me. I'm getting my degree. <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> what, 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 what would that be in? What would, what would my degree? Oh, I'm, I'm making a pun towards the degrees. Oh, 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 oh. Charts and things, yes. <laughs> You're funny. So yeah, Annette's quick. also got this, um, she's got some grand trine action. And uh, you've got a lot of stuff opposing your, well, not a lot, but her Neptune and her natal Neptune, natal Jupiter, are both in opposition to her first house Mars. And um, so all of that stuff would be activated, right? As as if if Kim were talking about what our retrograde Mars is going to do for us, Annette would want to be looking at hers in terms of also her Jupiter and her mm. Neptune as well. Correct, Michael? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I wish I knew. Oh, she said she, Kim's message from Kim, it was a power outage, but she's dialing back in now. So 
and I can't stay late today because I have another call. I always thought we did this call on the third Tuesdays because on the second Tuesdays of the month, I, I do a different call at the top of this upcoming hour, and somehow we got on the same day, and we had it at the same time. And I was like, Kim, I'm not going to be able to be there. I'll have to have someone fill in for me. She said, no, we'll just do it an hour earlier. So I actually can't stay late, but Kim can. So, so that'll be good. All right. I see Kim is back in chat room, and she won't have Annette's link, so I am going to repost this for her so she has Annette's. Annette, thanks for making that so easy for how to share your chart. <laughs> and um, I also want to get... Yeah, she's back on call. Yay. And Guillaume, let's get yours, the one that you had. Okay, it was the second just... one. Okay, I've got it. I can repost it. Kim, are you with us again? I am. I apologize, <laughs> guys. I was talking, and then every, all the lights cut, and the computer was off, and I uh, ran around outside trying to just find out if there was a fuse or what the heck, and then it came back on. And then, of course, it takes a while to, for all the to fire back up. Fire this back is one up. reason. As I'm house hunting, I've been so particular about good internet, good connections, because my business depends on this. So I could have a place that looks good in a lot of ways, but if uh, I got Where does Transiting Saturn hit you? Ooh. <laughs> What's that? Where does Positive Transiting Saturn hit your chart? For oh, me, I talked to my son right now. And, oh, for oh. you, Jeanette? Oh, no. He meant you, he meant you Kim. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's opposite my son right now. But let's get right back into this so we can uh, salvage. Did you? What have you guys been talking about? <laughs> Where are we Michael at? led us. Michael gave us some astrological insights because he's quite a source of wisdom, Kim. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, um, I have to learn to you, be Michael. more generous. Thank you. My prayer before this call came, and I did a meditation, was that I find some positive ways that are meaningful to others to be of help. Hello. <laughs> so Michael awesome. caused your power outage, Kim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kim, did I just see a news article that there are a lot of opals on, on one side of uh, Australia? Uh, there are a lot of opals in Australia. I don't know about sides. I know they're in the um, – most of the opal mines are in the center, more central north central areas in the desert. Um, there are a lot of, yeah, they have their own little opal things happening here, for sure. There are a lot. May I well, ask Michael. you, um, what stones, if any, well, you do have uh, some a necklace in your um, photo that looks like it's an ultramarine blue stone? Yeah, no, that's actually turquoise. Oh, it's a really deep one. Yeah. That's great. Are there any other stones that you relate to? Um, I like a lot of different things. <laughs> Talking to a Gemini here. I want to just yeah. say thank you to Michael again for filling in while Kim was off. And um, Kim, I, I was telling everyone while you were gone, I can't stay late because I have another call at the top of the hour, but you could. Um, just as a heads up, if I'm hanging up on time and you want to go over okay. that, it can totally okay. happen. Yeah, that sounds good. And just 
Yeah, try. Oh, okay. Because you're running the dash, so you'll need to. to it'll use. the recording will end itself. It'll eventually. Well, it'll I can slide, Well, out. yeah, I'll have to edit the. Yeah, it'll be fine. Whatever yeah. happens, will be all good. All right, so we want to talk about Mars retrograde. <laughs> if I lose power again, I'm taking it as a sign. So <laughs> we'll reschedule. But for now, we do want to talk about Mars retrograde. And uh, just know right away, you probably all have a pretty good feeling about what Mars is. He's the god of war. He's about action. It's the energy that gets us out of bed in the morning. You've heard me say this a million times. It's what moves the body. He fuels our desires. It's the part of us. He's not separate from us, but he's a part of us that says, stand your ground. Don't be a doormat. Uh, be the boss. And it's our instinctive way, where it is in our chart, it's our instinctive way to get what we want. Okay? Mars is linked to the concept of I am. I am what? And he defends what I am. He instigates what I am. He mm-hmm. initiates what I am. So your Mars, wherever it is in your chart, whatever it's linked to in, by aspect, whatever sign it's in, that is the energy of Mars. We all have it. The sign that it's in describes the style. The kind of it's the costume that the actors wear. So it is the style, uh, the style of how we get what we want. It's going to be real different. Mars in Aries gets what he wants by demanding it. Mars in Pisces gets everybody to uh, care about him so that they give him what he wants. <laughs> There's lots of different ways. To, for, for Mars to do his thing. And the sign describes that kind of stylistic um, notion. And what you'll notice right away with this retrograde period, it's going to be in two signs, and they're two very different signs. So Mars in Scorpio goes about this, uh, expresses this energy in a very different way than mm-hmm. Mars in Sagittarius. The Scorpio is... Uh, it, it might be subtle and secret, and its power kind of hidden. It's like nature loves to hide, so the energy and the power is hidden in, in, inside, and it's not always a direct um, force. And it can be uh, it can be manipulative, but not necessarily in a negative way. But it doesn't go so much in a straight line. Whereas Mars in Sagittarius is blunt and direct and upfront and honest and shoot from the hip and say what you think and get what you want. Straight lines. Mm-hmm. Straight lines. So uh, we've got this, these two different flavors that are happening during this retrograde period and most likely, most people are going to have these two signs in one particular house or because not everybody's going to have the dividing line right on uh, on the degree that Mars is retrograding. So it, chances are you you may be going back and forth between two houses mm-hmm. or it may be happening um, in one. But what I want you to think of is that this energy is your warrior fuel. It's your warrior fuel and it is very much about action. Mars wants to take action. And I... Have a link. Goodness, do we still have that link? Yep. Oh, look, it loaded everything back up. 
There we go. Um, Jeanette, you, I don't know if you talked about this yet, probably, possibly not. Um, you wrote an article, a great article called 10 Types of Action, Time to Upgrade. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I just want to put it, that'll be for those of you who are listening to the call and those of you who um, yeah, are going to check back with this later, uh, it'll be next to the call link, but I'm next to the call. I'm putting it in the chat right now. I just realized I lost all my chat. I Hopefully added a comment to that, that post, which was quoting uh, Abraham Lincoln, who said, um, uh, the quality of life is not measured in years. The quality of life is measured by the life in your years. Oh, cool. And I that thought feels, that just fit GBA. Yeah, that feels Marcy, doesn't it? That feels <laughs> that's awesome. But the idea here that we what we want to talk about is where this is happening in our chart, where we feel inspired and driven uh, to take action, and how we can put conscious awareness on that so we're not necessarily taking actions that are just going to uh, send us in circles or send us down to um, dead-end alleys or actions that are habitual, that aren't really authentic. So we want to unravel this a bit. And I think the very best way to do it, especially with the time frame that we're in right now, (laughs) is to do it experientially in everybody's chart. So, Jeanette, guess what? Because I was offline, I don't have any of those links anymore oh. in my chat. Okay. So if you can just put them, put one at a time in again, whoever, whoever wants to uh, investigate where Mars Oh, you trans- mean personal charts, Kim? Yeah. I, I did repost at- those, actually, after you came back in. I got nothing here on my um, – did you get – did the link come up uh, to the 10 types of action? Oh, just, uh, no. But if you wanted to yeah. chart, here are the nets, and then yeah, here I is... I'm, have, yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, getting any... I've got nothing on my... Oh, I could... You want me to email you? I could just email you. I'm going to have to, because my ch- chat's not working. Should I... Can I close that and sh- open it again? Do you think that No, that's all right. I just emailed you, Guillaume, yeah, and I'll send yeah. you a net. So sorry. Just, yeah, if they come in order... <laughs> You know, Mercury's going retrograde at the end of the month, but I thought maybe we'd save that for a forum talk. <laughs> I don't know if we want to uh, activate. Right, yeah, and we'll I'm all like, be oh, on time. My connection. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. It just says, delivery of the following recipient failed permanently. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. Wait, this is just really... Oh, okay, it might be working. I'm just going to try to check. Yeah, it's working now. Can you see I just went check? Yeah. So pop them in there. Hey, Joe. I'm done. I'm officially upstream on it. I'm not sharing any more links anymore. (laughs) I've had enough. All right. So whoever wants to. Oh, my goodness. Whoever. I can just go ahead. Kim, would you think that uh, in looking at the effect of um, Mars uh, contacting any personal planets, that the element would be helpful in understanding 
how well, I think works? elements is a good question, but the elements when there's a trans contact by transit or in the natal chart, the element kind of describes the actual aspect. So if they're in the same modality, they're square or conjunct or opposition. If they're trine, they're going to be in the same element. If they're in the same polarity, maybe they're sextile. Um, the elements link to very closely to the actual aspect, and it speaks to how aligned the two bodies are. Um, if you've got Mars in Sagittarius, it's going to be trining your Leo moon. This is hypothetical because I'm not looking at anything. Uh, your Leo moon, then there is an affinity, and it's partly why we say, oh, the trines are flowing. And it doesn't necessarily mean having Mars heating up your moon is going to feel good. If you're in a lot of emotional intensity, Mars is just going to exacerbate that, and that may or may not feel good. But the fact that they are trying by element, they're in the same element, there's this feeling of commonality, and it's kind of easier. Our resistance is down a bit because it feels familiar. It feels like it's, mm. we want it to flow. If it's in Scorpio, then it's going to be squaring that Leo moon, and we might already have a bit of a chip on our shoulder about it. We might already be a little defensive about it, and it takes more conscious awareness to to uh, allow for the contrast of that um, aspect. So, yeah, the element or the um, how they are connected <clears throat> always matters, and it's linked very strongly to what we call, you know, what we're calling the aspect. Is it quincunx? Is it um, semi-sextile? What, how are they connected? So, yeah, that's the question. Okay, I have Beyonce's um, chart in front of me <laughs> because Jeanette, that came through, and also they're all coming through on the chat, so I'm getting double now. Thank you. And okay, so Guillaume, you're on the line. What's the question? Sorry, no. I can hear you. Yeah. He didn't actually post one. We, I just had his chart link. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right, I'll ask the question. <laughs> so we're gonna look. At, everybody, look at Guillaume's chart. Thank you, Guillaume. And we're going no to identify where the the retrograde. Uh, and, and transit of of Mars is, and so does anybody want to uh, spot that for me? You guys get some practice in here. Where's Mars transiting for him right now, and where's this whole retrograde cycle going to be? Remember, it's between 23 degrees of Scorpio and 8 degrees of Sagittarius. I'd already oh. talked about when you were gone, Kim, that it was happening in his first house. Great. Good. <laughs> so we got that. And so think about wherever Mars is transiting in your chart, it wakes up this warrior energy. And that's going to feel uh, – how that feels is going to be dependent on the nature of that house and how much you're in touch with that house. He's Scorpio rising, which uh, Mars is a co-ruler of Scorpio. This guy feels feel pretty good. And it's going to add a flavor of extra assertiveness, extra, <laughs> uh, extra drive, extra, hey, this is what I want, stand back. <laughs> Don't get in front of this energy because I've, I know where I'm going. And uh, if 
there's been reluctance or hesitance to move in a particular direction, Mars is going to tip that over into go, go, go. Now, hmm. we can go back to Jeanette's 10 types of actions and then think, is this action, you want to take time to think, am I doing this because uh, it's what I culturally think I should be doing? Is this authentic? Is it what I want? Am I going about this in the most aligned way I can? What you want to do with this period of time is align your relationship to the actions that you're taking. In the first house, it's around statement of who you are out there in the world, how you let other people see you, how you pave that way to what you really want. So you've had Mars transiting there for a while. Have you noticed a, a difference, Guillaume, in, in your energy and how you put it out there? Um, I haven't noticed anything at all yet. Um, last the last couple of days, I've been feeling, um, how should I say the word, pardon my language, a bit shitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's con okay, if Mars doesn't get what he wants, he's irritable as hell, right? He's cranky. He's going to be lashing out. And it's a sign. That's good. You want to, that's like, bravo, good, because it's telling you that something isn't moving in the direction that you want. Something is irritating you. Why? What is, what's the holdup? What is not going that you want? Because right now, you've got Achilles in his, you know, prime, ready to cut the swath, <laughs> pave the way, and make it happen for you. But... If you're if you're cranky, if you're irritable, if it's feeling you things aren't feeling right, um, and you're a bit spiky about um, life, it means take this time to reflect. And just like everything gets a, an inventory, you go through your own personal inventory about where you're at. Jeanette, I know we talked about this last call, <laughs> but I'm still really amped about the idea of listing out let's say the top 10 things that you got to do in the week or the month and scoring them on whether you're hating doing them or loving doing them. And you don't even have to take it any further than that to start with and just find out what it is in your life that you aren't happy with, what you aren't enjoying. Where is the disconnect? Where is the lack of alignment? Because that's what's making you feel edgy. And Mars and Scorpio, uh, um, or that Scorpio first house, and Mars and Sag both are not shy about getting in a fight, not shy about arguments, the intensity of the, they're going to, they're going to want to lash out. And if you need to lash out, that's a sign. Take that. You know, just go ahead and don't, don't repress this. That's probably one of the big things that we want to say is whatever Mars brings up, because Mars is going to heat things up for you, whatever it brings up, don't sit on it. Don't try to shove that back down in the box. This is the time. This retrograde period is the time when you let that energy out and let it teach you something. Hmm. But that's really a leap of faith. You, you've got to take that chance. Okay. I see what I mean. Is writing it down, is that inclusive as well? 
Pardon? Does uh, uh, writing it down help as well? Oh, I'm thinking yeah, like a traditional what? journaling process. Hmm. Whatever, whatever helps you identify and get that kind of click of this is how I'm feeling. Right. Okay. That's going to be helpful. It's this retrograde is turning um, almost exactly semi-sextile to Uranus on your ascendant. It's quite possible that the rebel in you is going to want to come out. And you might be feeling <laughs> shitty because it's not has come out, or there's just something that you've been tolerating or putting up with that you may not even realize. There could be a huge goal in your life that you're going to find out wasn't even your goal. It's what you thought was expected, or or you can you know, you find a new innovative answer. way, innovative, as opposed yeah. to rebel, taking well, what that, is right and making it better. But what I'm looking at right now is that you, yeah, you've got Venus in Cancer, I do too, and it's one of the top people-pleaser signs in the Zodiac, right along with Libra and Pisces. And this Venus in Cancer, she just so much wants to make other people comfortable, make them happy, and feel needed and feel, uh, it's just her natural way, I totally relate to it, but she can do it to such an extent that your goals are goals to make other people happy. And that's cool if it's like your job, like you're a counselor or a coach and you spend certain time in your, in your daily life working on other people's um, ev- evolution and happiness and so forth. But if it's your whole life, Mars is going to, um, he, he's going to really stir things up because, nope, that's at seven degrees as well. So we've got an inconjunct there. We've got uh, the 150 degree aspect where, where Mars is turning retrograde. So any relationships that feel uneven to you, any relationships that feel like they are, um, you're doing all the, the give and all the accommodating, that, that's going to, sparks some rebalance. <laughs> so the, the picture I'm getting here is agitation which leads to a corrected course. It leads like to more authenticity. But I do, I'm feeling a lot of, um, it's got some grit, grit and swordplay involved. Hmm, that sounds exciting. For me, Probably. it's all um, crossing my uh, first degree Sag Sun my second degree, Sag Venus. My third degree, Sag Eros. My twelfth degree, Sag um, Mercury. So, is there, do we have a link to your chart in here so we can so everybody can see that? Um, no, I, I don't think Michael's in chat room. Oh, okay. what what house is that happening in, Michael? It's happening uh, uh, on the uh, both on the cusp of the second house, Sun Venus. And the third house, Mercury, hmm. um, Palis, Chiron. Hmm. Uh, well, hang on, if it's on the cusp of the, uh, did you say the cusp of the second and third? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't. No, see just the, chart. the cusp of. Right, it's at the end of the. My son is six degrees from the third house cusp. My Venus is four degrees 
then my Mercury and Sag is in the third. So where's 23 Scorpio? Is that in your second house? And right. Still in second And where is, where's 9 degrees Sagittarius? That's going to be in your third house. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So it's crossing between these two. And uh, right now it's turned around in your third house. Uh, so that makes that makes for... Remember what I said about Mars wanting to to, to make an impacting and uh, reach its goals, and this happens in the third house through communication, right? Through communication, the written, the spoken word. There, there can also be um, anything third house action through uh, siblings uh, wanting to 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 find a balance and re- to correct any imbalances in that area of life and it backs into the second house which of course on on one level has to do with money and finances but ultimately it's our core values mm-hmm. so this is the area of life where things come up and you might find that people are more argumentative or people are uh challenging you verbally or written in the uh, uh in the written word or you know it could be a series of emails or um and it's spiky and it's uh think about a bit of a mini battlefield and these aren't negative things these are ways to move energy to keep things from being stuck and so the movement can be through that type of communication and by engaging in it in and really being challenged around the written and the spoken word you can connect with some deeper core values mm. Uh, and because it's touching off all those personal planets, it's it's quite significant. I would take that time to really rethink the ways you have taken action and the kinds of actions that you're taking uh, and uh, which ones actually serve you and which ones don't. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, That would be the... My progress chart is uh, first degrees area or first degree Sag as well, so it's all right. You know, bum 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 bum. That's you know kind of what they call the double whammy when you're getting. um, It's it's definitely a lot of energy to get things moving. There's no the Mars hates stasis wants the wants to move things forward. The big thing, the bottom line is make sure that forward motion is actually the direction you really want to go. <laughs> Thank you. But the rockets get launched, guys. <laughs> Your rockets are being launched. Where are they pointed? What's the guidance system? That's your job during the retrograde is to adjust the guidance system <laughs> and point them in the direction you want them to go. I like that. Okay, so uh, Annette, should we look at, wait, did we get, I can't tell who this is. Let's see if I've already looked at this chart. And, uh, why, so, yeah, Jeanette, what you said about the, um, okay, it's Annette. I got two Annettes. Um, Double the fun. Hi, Annette. (laughs) Are you online, Annette? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, <wait. laughs> so what's happening with your Mars? Dear Mar, what's happening with your Mars retrograde transit? Where are we at? Are you looking or are you asking me? 
I'm looking and I'm at, well, I know that you, you're clued into this, that you know a lot of astrology, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, but you talk about it first. <laughs> what do you reckon? It, um, what I reckon is that the more I pay attention to these types of timings and just even just to the moons, I find out that the actions that I take naturally are then backed up by astrology. Like, hmm. this is why I love listening to you because I'm like oh, I did that already I did that already uh, <laughs> that's so cool but, uh, that's awesome are, I chose to come back to Arizona thought I would never do that but something told me to do it now and I'm finding out why there are so many organizations that I'm partnering up with volunteering at their events that are just incredible the contacts I'm making, you know, the mm. self-discovery that I'm doing. So it's like jumping in there to volunteer. And the more I do it, the more cool opportunities pop up. Wonderful. And I, yeah. So I, and I'm also getting downloads. Um, like this last weekend, I got a download of why the heck am I here? Um, got a really good answer for that, which was not what I was expecting at all. So I'm I'm finding a great deal not only of self-discovery, but of a, a direction. Fantastic. That's yeah. really good. And you may find, okay, so this Mars is retrograde is all happening in your eighth house. It's all in your eighth house. And he's, <laughs> he's going to stir things up there for you because it feels like externally you got really clear. So you've just recently had a big move. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, from Florida right. to Arizona, December. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's big. That's a real change in humidity. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so during this time, it it would really behoove you to reflect on eighth house experiences and how you have set intentions in that area of life. I'm thinking about shared resources to start with. Um, are you in any partnerships? Look at your node and Jupiter and Neptune in your seventh house. How Business and romantic partnerships, If you've, whatever you've got going on there, the shared resources aspect on a really practical level, like if there's a shared bank account, or um, on a more esoteric, <laughs> I don't know if esoteric is the right word, but it's just a more energetic aspect of, yeah, how you share energy, whether it's energy of the body or the mind or the spirit. Um, are you, oh, you're coming up next year, you get your Jupiter return, which is really exciting. I would be setting up for this kind of experience. Do you have a, are you in a business partnership right now? No. Have you? No, but I. Yeah, the places that I've been to and the events I've been to, that's what we're working towards. Oh, perfect. Collaboration. So here's your opportunity with this transit over these months. Your opportunity is to reflect on how how you've mapped out your business partnership or intimate partnerships in the past. How I mean, like, you don't go and dwell and feel angst 
don't do that. Okay. But you reflect like an objective, just shine a, an objective light there and think, okay, well, this was a pattern in the past. And you decide whether maybe it was great and it's something that's perfectly authentic for you and uh, you, you want to repeat it. Or maybe there was something in there that wasn't quite balanced and you want to change that balance. But that's the area of life that you want to spend and put some time uh, focusing on how you take actions. It's quite likely that during the retrograde period you get offers, there's opportunities for partnership, and you kind of one step forward, two steps back. You're not uh, sure there can be hesitancy. And remember that this is, you've got Scorpio ruling here, and you have Mars in Aries natally. So it's very important for you to have, if not equal hand, upper hand. This is, this is where you need to be the boss and call the shots. So it may be a an equal partnership, but you you want to and here again we have the sunny cancer that propensity to be uh, willing to put your own needs on the back burner to facilitate others, which is beautiful, but you don't do it here in the eighth house. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not where you want to do that. You do that in the essence of the partnership. But when it comes to the money and finances, you better be the accountant. <laughs> you better have those passwords, uh, every uh, aspect of that business, and you're you're the one, you know, kind of calling the financial shots. You don't go along for the ride, and that set yourself up with um, maybe a bit more uh, power than you would initially. Because your initial thing is like, oh, we're going to make it all fair and it's going to be great and trust and all that. And you do that. that. I'm not saying you don't do that because that's authentic. But when it comes to really pulling the purse strings, you have, your, you, you have the final say. Mm-hmm. You are the, you know, it may be just be 1% more shares in this business than everyone else, but you make sure you have that deciding share. You're the bookkeeper. You're the bottom line. Uh-huh. Does that have you had experiences in the past where the um maybe the sharing of the financial or this kind of some energetic um sharing has been lopsided? Yeah, <laughs> lopsided? That's a good no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good, good. Okay. You wanna uh, take that knowledge. Take that wisdom and this time, because you're definitely going to be attracting um, new partnerships, take this time to set it up a bit differently. But go ahead and reflect on that. Really think about it. You might, um, you've got that lovely Gemini going on down there with Venus. You might spend some time writing things down, making a, you know that cake list thing that Jeanette does where all the yeah. good things... Yeah, yeah, God, I love that. Um, <laughs> I'll find the link and, and give it to you guys. I have. It's in the GBA forum. Um, make a cake list um, about everything that you want to put into partnership because it can seem like, oh, it's a partnership, so it's going to be equal share. How can I be the boss? We'll cake list that one. Cake hmm. list that one. Mm. Sweet. 
I've been making those lists, Jeanette, since I was 12 or 13, including Yay. art. And, um, you know, I'll come across them 20 years later and see them in an entirely different way that um, infuses, you know, a, a, a greater knowledge. Right on. Yeah, they're fun to play with. I love that you've been doing it for that long. Mm-hmm. And usually uh, I'm doing it in the form of a prayer. Mm, gotcha. Very cool. My understanding right. is that we all have a legion of angels behind us, every one of us. Yep. And that legion is there to support us. There's only one trick, and that is they can't help us unless we ask for their help. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding as well. Do we have any other charts to look at today? Well, I'm looking Joe at Quilly's right Quilly? now. Oh, good. Are you on the line, Quilly? I had to I had to pop out, so I'm not in our chat room anymore to be able to tell what's happening on okay. this. Okay. Well, I'm. Oh yeah. No, I know you got to go in in second, Jeanette. Um, Quilly main only in chat. Well. You're going to get chat at, chatted at, Chattanooga. <laughs> uh, Quilly, I'm looking. Oh, this is interesting because, oh, oh. so Mars is going to go over your 23. It's going to go over your Jupiter, is that right? It's been over your Jupiter, so you've already had that one, and then it's going to retrograde back. This is awesome. So, 11th house. Quilly, if you're all looking at Quilly's chart, thank you, Quilly, for putting that up there. Uh, We have action in the 11th house. And we know the 11th house revolves around the relationships that are one-to-many, not where the 7th house is one-to-one. The 11th house is one-to-many. So, it's your connection with friends, with groups, with associations, and you've got Jupiter in there. Whenever Jupiter is activated, uh, things expand. We know Mars heats things up. (laughs) So Mars is heating up that expansion and heating up that area of your life. And it can start out with being fights and arguments with friends. Uh, It it can be, um, you can find out where things have gone unsaid that need to be said to clear the air. Uh, It can feel, uh, like um, Gyan said in the beginning, it can just feel shitty. It can feel cranky and prickly. But by not repressing, by expressing whatever's coming up, you do get that sense of clearing the air, clean sweep kind of thing so that uh, new energy uh, comes in. It's very feng shui all this. It's like we're going to move the energy around, move things around, whether it's the furniture in your uh, house or the stuff in your top drawer or the emotions uh, in your psyche. You want to move move things around, get energy flowing. And in some ways, this is similar to what we were just talking about with Annette, because the Mars ruling your 11th, you want this friendship and you want the feeling, all that Pisces, you and, and Cancer rules your 7th, and you want it to be, uh, you want to accommodate and make it uh, beautiful, and it's, your, your friendship is a sanctuary for you and the other, 
uh, ideally, but Scorpio rules. And there is this feeling like, okay, I want to be slightly 1% more shareholder <laughs> than the rest because that you, you want that you 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 want this area of life to to are you getting what I'm feeling? You want to command here. You want to have feel your sense of power. Whereas sometimes because there is the Pisces and the Cancer can feel like you lose your power in relationship. This is Mars is highlighting saying not so, not going to happen. Certainly not going to happen right now <laughs> with Mars transiting this house. It's it's really empowering, and if you're at all frustrated because it feels like you know sword fight, you know fighting and sparring with others, that can be Scorpio's way of leveling the field, of getting things back to uh, back to a, a true core value. Scorpio wants intensity. And if he's not going to get intensity in a positive way, you will start fights because when you're fighting, uh, look at it, you're eye to eye and it's, you've got that person right there. There's just a lot of uh, uh, energy exchange. And you've got to love Scorpio for that because he, he knows how to get intensity. He's got absolutely no judgment on whether it's air quotes positive or negative. Kim, can so, I ask you a quick question? Okay, so what I'm hearing is uh, there isn't – I'm not hearing a huge difference between when we're having Mars transits, uh, whether it's direct or, mer- or retrograde. I'm hearing um, a lot of similarity, but I just wanted to make sure I was hearing that right. Oh, Steph, thank you. That's such a good point. When he's direct through there, it's just the rocket has launched. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so already he's made this forward pass, and you, uh, their rockets have been launched. During the retrograde period, you get to have a bit more perspective on mm. where you shot those things off to, and chances are they're not even going where you want them to go. So you have more rockets. It's all very warlike. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're space exploration rockets. Mm. Uh, you've got more. <laughs> in the bay, right? There's more missiles in the bay. And you can uh, make adjustments. Uh, Things can slow down, right? You're not going to get so much the immediate results. Because when we're on that trajectory that we've already chosen, usually, yeah, that that train's left the station kind of metaphor. And it's barreling along, and you can't really – it's not easy to switch tracks. During the retrograde period, things might stall up a little bit, and it gives us a chance to go and reprogram the the direction that we're we're pointing those things and the area of life that we're pointing them. And I think it's not what's happening out there in the sky as a as a metaphor for what's going on in the psyche. It's not just cut and dry. Mars direct means this. Mars retrograde that. I think the retrograde period highlights it, remember he's closest to the earth, uh, it magnifies, it magnifies the energy. And I think if if we take the time to reflect on this, if we take the time to really think about 
the direction that this is that we have launched whatever we are launching or sometimes it's inaction it's the you know okay nothing's moved for so long why we we reflect on it we put awareness there and we can start to make choices that feel more authentic and so when the next rocket launches uh we're headed in a direction that is more meaningful mm-hmm. that's why that move to uh, Arizona um, especially as a single person, um, is a, just a wonderful example of a, a thoughtful adventure. Totally, and it takes Mars to do that. Without an active Mars, um, you're you can't you just you don't have action at all, and it's not the kind of Zen uh, reflective non-action which is, can be very healthy. It's um, it's more uh, frozen in fear, kind of not actually too afraid to move forward. So um, that's super helpful. I don't know, Quilly, does that make sense to you about what's going on? I know you're in the chat and not on the line, so there may be a delayed uh, um, <laughs> Mars retrograde delay in the posting, <laughs> How, if that makes sense. But um, I'm just looking... At transit, so it's semi-sextile Chiron in the tenth. Ooh, la la! It's right. I just realized it's right on your south node. Holy cow! That's a great example. Um, okay, so he's turning around pretty much within a degree and a half or so of your south node in the eleventh house. This is really interesting. Because we've got the contrast between Jupiter in the 11th says expand your friendships, groups, and associations. South Node says you're already really good at that. <laughs> really good social networking. All oh, right, and also conjunct um, arrows. So that's that's uh, adds to that as well. And then, but in the fifth house, North Node, it says. Take your creativity and instead of doing these group collaborations and uh, letting friends support and, and, and uh, groups be buoying up your, um, your success, carve it out yourself. And uh, this house is very much about the work that you do, the creative self-expression that you do on your own. So... Wow, it's really finding a balance there. And I think to add to, with that in mind, to add to this um, Mars retrograde in your 11th, you might be rethinking how much energy you put into group projects versus um, solo solo work and where that where that's going to take at this time. It's just basically, you guys, it's all about, um, oh, you're doing, okay, I'm just reading, doing lots of um, writing messages, publishing, and, well, it's in Gemini. So the written and spoken word, of course, is highlighted, is highlighted there. And you've got Mercury so close to your third house cusp. He wouldn't mind at all if you were working on... um, writing for publication. I know you worked in publishing in the past, but that was more of an 11th house, I think. It was more of 11th house kind of group working as a team, a writer's team and editorial and that sort of thing, whereas 
there's something about the fifth house north node that you may find is coming um, coming in. Mm. And Mars will trigger Mars triggering your south and north node triggers that balance between relying on your comfort and familiarity with the group and the wisdom, Sagittarius, that you bring to every situation with the more singular creative self-expression and what you're learning, Gemini, in the process. And it's a loop, so you take back what you learned and share that with others. Have you ever thought of being an art teacher? I wonder. Gemini's very newspaper, isn't it? It's like, let's get the news out. <laughs> What's happening now? What's news? All right, you guys. Uh, are there any, uh, is anyone missed out? Joe, did you want to look at your chart? Um, yeah, I can. I just haven't got the link. Um, I think it's in your 12th, have you got 12th house as well. Yeah, it's in my 12th. Right, that's very okay. That's worth talking about. If you can find the link, that would be awesome because I don't have. Oh, you already did. You were. No, you didn't. You. (laughs) Sorry, with that, um, I know it's in the gallery. You could click on it there, but I don't know what number it is. That link, you're going to need to right click on your. If you're at astro.com, click on the chart so that you're in the print version, then right-click and get the – are you on a Mac or PC? I'm on a Mac. Yay. So right-click and uh, view the image, and then go up to the address bar and copy that. That should work. You've got to click on it first to get the – no, that didn't work. you got to – Copy it into a, a GIF. Well, it is, you know, that's coming up a GIF, but you're, I think initially when you look at your chart there that you've created, click on the, pr- so you've got a print version. Okay. Or can someone who go to the gallery and find Joe's chart? I just go to the, what's it? If you guys remember the number, too, we can just always pop in the number. At the um, That would be helpful. But, but while, you're t- while you're looking for your chart, um, or just pop the link in there, I'm watching that chat. I can at least talk about Mars in the, in the um, 12th house, because this feels like, it feels like a huge contrast, because the, 12th house is kind of where the fog rolls in and we fall out of a sense of I am. We lose our connection with ego, which is the the sense of self, and we dissolve into the collective unconscious. So how the heck do we have Mars there? And it, it is through this other world and the veil to the other world that we start to work with the energy of Mars and and get ideas and uh, direction, right? We don't look to the more pragmatic or even reality (laughs) to show us um, where we want to go. It's through dreams, 
and synchronicity and imagination and whether that's daydreaming i would definitely be keeping a dream journal during this time and it may not make sense to begin with the dreams may feel very disorganized and then over time you can start to see I, a plot form, a themes form, and the more you work with the symbolic imagery, and even work with things that happen in air quotes real life as a dream, you think, what would that mean if I dreamt that my neighbor's yeah. tree fell on my fence? <laughs> what would that mean? Start to play with uh, dreams as. And, and your life as a metaphor. I, you know what I would do, Joe? I what? would probably rewatch because you've probably seen these, but I would listen to and watch all of Joseph Campbell's um, wonderful recordings that he did with, with Bill Moy. It's Bill Moyes, isn't it? Uh, do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? I'll say, okay. Yeah. He, and it was the, it was, what was it called? I'll find it, journey through mythology, or I would re- just re-listen. Yeah. That's my inspiration for you for this 12th house. Anybody who's got Mars going through the 12th house, take the time and sit down and uh, engage, because where he will take you is out of our sense of, okay, the reaction to, air quotes, reality, and into the land of of metaphor and dreams and mythology and ritual and this is where Mars wants to take you at this time. Okay. I would totally be did we get your chocolate all that oh, oh. Oh, we get Yay. <laughs> Yay. I want you to me- memorize the go over seven it. five. <laughs> yes. I will I'll burn this in oh. my brain. Oh, but Joe, look, it's turning around right on, smack dab on your sun. And so you live with that whole metaphor between, that whole seemingly contrast between identity, ego identity, this is who I am, this is my distinction, and it's in the house of the collective unconscious. And it seems to me that when you immerse in the world of of synchronicity and metaphor and uh, collective meaning of life in art and music and culture, it when you immerse in that, that is when you can be your most distinct. And it is a yeah. it is a total paradox, yeah. and you probably know that by now <laughs> because. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Mercury retrograde there too. So uh, it's beautiful. It's very creative. And it will come out. You've got the connection to your Uranus Pluto in the 10th house. It will come out through career. And um, you just don't give up. You know, don't okay. give up on that. And, and in a way, the flip side is to to not give up is to give into it and give into the to the mythology of your life into the magic of your life into the synchronicity and let that be your reality so fine yeah. line um you said it something I don't, i'll have to find that quote for you he said something really poignant that is speaks to this and he had a lot of uh 12th house neptune energy going on he said something about the for him, the 
veil between worlds was thin, right? Was it was yes. was transparent, and this is your signature as well. So, Thanks, um, yeah. That's, oh, you're welcome. But that's really powerful. That's really. Um, thank you for putting. Thank you all, you guys, for putting your charts up there because you have to be. Uh, brave and willing to share and I really appreciate it because that's what makes these calls work is when we actually look at um, what's happening in the chart and and translate something kind of uh, intellectual or uh, the ideas of what Mars is into where this retrograde is really going on. All right. Um, Do we have any other questions before we wrap up? You're welcome, Joe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a question. Yes, yeah. Yeah, um, your GVA website, is it only a monthly payment or do you have the option of an annual payment as well? Uh, we do have an annual payment. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, we, we, we will since I talked to Jeanette. <laughs> ah, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, there's no, absolutely no reason. We can't have an annual payment. Yeah, um, that GVU, you get you get the option of that, and I would take the annual that's one. That's a great idea. That yeah. will be happening. Um, uh, I will. T- I'm making a note right now to talk to Jeanette about that. And you read my mind. Yeah, thank you. Great idea. Mm. Annual payment. Innovative. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. All right. Is there anything else? Nobody's left hanging? I feel like I just had a great meal. Thank everyone. (laughs) Same here. I think I I just had had dessert as well. Thanks so much for showing up and uh, making this happen. It's um, it's wonderful. Great to see you. I love you guys. I love you too. Talk to you mm-hmm. soon. See you in the forum. Bye. Thank you. Thanks very much, Bye. Jim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a, have a magical week. Bye.